0: You're listening to Titan Internet Radio, broadcasting 24 seven from the library basement of California State University Fullerton. Titan Radio. Jimmy, check,
1: check, chimichanga,
0: chipotle, check, check, chimichanga, Tabasco, from Chipotle views and opinions expressed in this program don't express the views of titan radio titan communications csuf or any of its affiliates i mean you can say what you want be yourself but just don't be it titan radio would like to thank golden voice for its continuous support check out goldenvoice.com for a full list of events If you're interested in sponsorship opportunities for Titan Radio, contact titanradio-gm at fullerton.edu or call 657-278-5505. Titan Radio. Titan Radio. Titan Radio. Titan Radio. Radio. Listen. Connect. express. Express. so welcome everybody this is just quarantines we are going live now with chelsea reynolds hi chelsea how are you doing hi there i'm good how are you i'm good thank you so much Alrighty. so we had a couple questions set up just um if you'd like to start off by introducing yourself let us know um what you are in charge of what you do and um even if any of your job entails stuff outside of cal state fullerton
1: Um, So, I'm an assistant professor of communications. Uh, I primarily teach journalism, but I also teach in the um, communication studies department, uh, the sexual communication class. And I am advisor to Test Magazine on campus, which is um, our campus's lifestyle magazine. So, we do LGBT content, um, stuff around mental health, uh, sexuality and gender, activism, uh, issues on campus, that kind of thing.
0: Oh, nice. So... That involves a lot of, basically, our students and how they kind of go about their everyday lives, their struggles outside of education. Um, Can you tell me how that organization has been affected and how you guys will continue running or what has happened with your Tusk Magazine at this point? Yeah, um, it's been
1: a struggle. I'm sure anybody who's trying to work from home knows how difficult that is, Um, but especially with the Campus Magazine working through having... Uh, editorial meetings every week, right? So we're used to ping-ponging ideas with each other and critiquing each other's designs and stories and building our websites together as a group. So it's been uh, a struggle, I think, for not just me as the advisor, but for all of our uh, staff members who are working from home um, trying to figure out where are we going to get photos now that we can't go out into the field and shoot? Uh, how are we going to produce this story? Um, now that we can't do video work um, outside, and that's been a big challenge for all of us. So we have, you know, the, the five editors or so that are checking in with each of their desks every week and really running things um, independently. So I'm really stressed to their coach to go with the flow and, um, you know, change their own routines in order to keep the magazine uh, running. But unfortunately, we won't be able to have our launch party on campus this spring, which is a big disappointment, I think, to our entire staff and um, our physical issue, uh, the current issue that we could sit be on campus, we'll have to be back in the fall once students return to campus. So that's been a big um, letdown as well, but, you know, we're still tracking, we're still making the magazine, and I think we're posting um, our content more on self-help and anti-anxiety as well as some news about uh, COVID-19 happening uh, on the campus. So it's definitely going to wrench our entire production model.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like a, um, a whole switch of life. I get what you're saying. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, it's been, you know, I think the great lesson that we're all learning and I've learned it myself is that throughout this pandemic, we all have to be so much more flexible than we would normally be in our everyday lives. And for someone like me, instead bit of, uh, you know, like not a control freak, but I, I have expectations for how my day is supposed to look as a professor and I have expectations for how um, the magazine is supposed to be produced. It's, it's really, uh, I think, challenging everyone to be more flexible and more creative
0: so that's a good thing yeah definitely i feel that as well the flexibility is important because it's just a whole change of pace and so we have to keep up with our consumers
1: yeah i mean not just with the media i mean obviously that's your wheelhouse as well as mine but just in our personal lives we have to be adaptable as well um from my perspective for instance this morning uh i got you know, an argument with my girlfriend. Uh, We're staying right now in an RV uh, behind her sister's house, and you know we've never lived together before. We don't know each other's uh, routines and habits, but this pandemic has worked us into um, a pretty you know strange situation. We've an together to help her sister with childcare, so we you know had to adapt to each other's behaviors and routines. And like for me, I'm someone who keeps a lot of personal space, so it's been uh, funny that you know in time of social distancing I need even more social distance and I've been trying to advocate for myself in you know needing to have alone time that it already feels like we're pretty much alone yeah Uh, so that's been a lesson to learn as well
0: yeah definitely I have noticed for myself as well being with family it's it's great you get to spend more time with the people you love but at the same time you don't realize the space you need and the the outside friendships that kind of keep you going
1: yeah you know and I think the from, you know, a mental health perspective, like, we're social creatures. whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, um, it's sort of beside the point. You get a lot of personal gratification from your school, from your work relationships, from, um, you know, just casual contact with people at the grocery store or out of the farmer's market. And with those things looking so different now, um, I think many of us are turning inward and realizing, uh, we don't have it all figured out you know yeah. like, we can't just make ourselves happy it depends on other people do um let us rely on them and let us uh,
0: draw joy from them yeah definitely I agree and have you noticed um any change in your team um Tusk Magazine like how has your te- I know you said they've actually been um you know very supportive during this time but um how has your content changed I know you're focusing more on mental health and anxiety Mm -hmm. but what did they have to sacrifice and how is your team kind of moving forward with them yeah
1: i think that they're really leading their own editorial agenda so um i really try to stay out of i don't assign sources i don't tell them what to write or what to produce or how to do anything they really do that on their own so i think that Um, the editors, uh, Janica Torres, um, Michelle Ibanez, and uh, Michael Cicero, they're all, you know, reflecting in our content what they're seeing in their personal lives. So I think that people right now want to talk about uh, anxiety, stress, those kind of things. People also are talking a lot about, um, you know, diversion. Like, how can I... Make myself enjoy what I have access to right now with social media and websites. So I think they're trying to balance the need for like fun, silly content like listicles or little videos um, with our more hard hitting stuff around uh, social issues and um, mental wellness. So it's been a challenge. It's different than what we usually do, which is more like tongue in cheek and maybe a little bit more aggressive. Um, I think she has a lot of content in talks that pushes a social agenda, right? Like, we're very, um, you know, as I said, pro-LGBT, pro-mental health, pro-people of color, um, a little critical of the university um, at times and with the making and I think some of those stories that maybe would be a little bit more newsy have um, been pushed aside in favor of promoting just, like, personal well-being, which, in my opinion, actually is great. Magazines. Serve sort of different needs at different times in um, social history. And I think right now if people need uh, mental health content they need to know, like, people, people need to help follow your anxiety, like, we're happy to make that content for
0: them. Yeah, it definitely provides a different perspective than the general media has been, giving when everything yeah. is all about coronavirus and all of that stuff. And yeah, I think
1: we're all, like, personally one thing that's been helping me is just reading the news in the morning and then not looking at it again. I know that, like, I'm on Twitter all the time, usually, but I've had to uh, watch myself a little bit so I'm not just reading coronavirus news. The world will feel very dismal and uh, exhausting if you don't you know, try to find something pleasant and positive uh, to anchor yourself to.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I know you have been um, personally affected by have helping out your family and friends with especially babysitting I'm sure that's difficult but other than that has the virus at all personally affected your lifestyle or your life
1: um I mean I am a, kind of a public health nerd so back in January um I was reading news in the national uh you know medical journals um about coronavirus and it alarmed me I, I remember you know sending my girlfriend back in uh, late January that this could be a major pandemic and that uh, we needed to change our social behaviors. My girlfriend runs the bar and I was very concerned for her um, working at the bar that she would not be able to socially distance if she needed to. And so, um, yeah, I mean, i if students were in many free classes or if, um, my students could talk to you right now, they would say, back in the beginning of February, I started using hand sanitizer obsessively and wiping everything down before I touched it, like before it's the computer screen. So I think I got in the habit of doing just like general pandemic preparation uh a month and a half ago or so. Um, but in terms of, you know, personal lifestyle changes, definitely obviously living in an RV with my call for the first time is uh pretty um I don't know, it's surreal. It feels like a reality show or something, except it's my life. And <laughs> um Interpersonally, uh, I have some friends in New York City who have been sick and are now in recovery, but that was pretty scary to hear from them the first time that uh, they had the um COVID-19 but couldn't get tested in order to accurately get diagnosed. So they had been to the doctor, they had all the symptoms, and the doctor told them, of course, to um, stay home and self-quarantine, but just nobody had access to any testing. So that was, you know, scary uh, for them and for me and their friends. Um, uh, another friend in Belgium, uh, an old roommate of mine, he and his husband are healthy and safe in Brussels. But his husband's parents are both in the hospital, and Spain was really severe um, COVID nineteen complications. And Spain is obviously an epicenter, so we're really worried about that. Um, you know, so I think little by little, this invisible pathogen is creeping into all of our lives. And I would be surprised if there's anyone listening will uh, eventually be, in some ways, um, personally affected by this virus, you know, whether it's a friend or a family member getting sick, or, um, or you yourself. And again, I don't think it's like the end of the world. This is not the kind of um, the virus that will kill most of the people who get it. Obviously, um, the survival rates are really high, but it's, massively, uh, so, it's massive social disruption and obviously um, really scary for everyone who has to want more people
0: yeah, definitely. I agree. And especially for us, we have moved away from our family. So how do you feel about, you know, your family being so distant from you? Like, and it, and now it's necessary. It's not really by choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, you know, family is so, uh, uh, good to rely on. Family, when you have access to them, Uh, it also compromises your independence, or at least actually, with my independence being compromised, being in in such close proximity with, in this case, my my girlfriend's family. Um, I stayed with my brother and uh, his husband in Black Hollywood um, a couple weeks ago when we first uh, started working from home. And even though I was with my brother and his husband, I feel very comfortable with both of them. But after, you know, four days or so, I was like, I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I can do any more, like, cocktail hours and spaghetti dinners with these guys. Uh, so, you know, I, I think nothing's normal right now and having family if you're lucky enough to have loved once you buy is is a blessing, but uh, not without its complications. So I think I'm trying to remind myself that uh, this is a truly unusual situation. Um, none of us would be doing this if we had a choice. Like, Nobody wants to be cooped stuff with their family members all day, and uh, <laughs> everybody wants to be isolated at home because they live alone. Yeah. Um, but that's what we're doing right now. So we'll get through this, and it'll take a month or two, hopefully, um, where we're allowed to sort of go out in public again. So it's going to be a hard couple uh, couple weeks here, but I think hopefully having hobbies <laughs> and having to to the time with your friends is a, a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what is your opinion on how all of their educational systems have been handling things? Oh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. I this is our safe space to vent. <laughs> it's
1: safe space. Um, I don't know if there was much of a strategy involved with this, right? Like, it's the blind leading the blind in a way, if I can use that, if yeah, um, Definitely. We don't know what we're doing as faculty members necessarily, like, we have not necessarily been trained in online pedagogy. Um, I've taught a couple online classes before, um, but I designed them to be taught online and taking, you know, lectures uh, or discussion-based uh, classes or production classes like TUS and moving them to a digital format. You know, that's something that would usually take professors, like, at least a summer to make that happen, uh, to design the course that way. So pretty chaotic to move everything um, online, and I know that for some professors, like they're trying to recreate the classroom environment by using Zoom. Um, I'm pretty skeptical of technology just like Zoom because I feel like they are very surveilling and invasive of uh, people's privacy at times. Like, I don't necessarily want to be invited into my student's bedroom while I'm teaching them, which is how Zoom works. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I think that for folks who like Zoom, that's great. I'm happy uh, if that's the desired teaching method for some folks. But for me, that's not how I like to teach. And I'm worried about like the dependence on high uh, like high barrier technology um, in the classroom. Like Obviously, I want all of my students to get as much out of the class as they can. But some of them don't have reliable access to all time. And to require, for instance, um, real-time Zoom classes, uh, for me, feel like that's an a barrier or sort of ableist, maybe even, for my students with disabilities to need more time um, to process information or really need uh, written content in order to understand what's going on. Um, I feel like these video software is not necessarily the best. So, I don't know. I was doing a lot of guidance on how to effectively teach online, um, but I think we're screening it right now, uh, professors, students, Administrator, everybody's just doing their best. And um, from my perspective, if you talk to my students, you'll know that I'm kind of a hard ass when it comes to grading. Like, I'm usually not the EPA professor. But I think in this, you know, pandemic, you just have to be kind to one another. And I'm certainly giving out a lot more A's right now than I would if uh, we were meeting in person. So maybe that makes me evaluate how I grade in general. <laughs>
0: yeah definitely I get you It's I really did like the blind leading the blind because we were all just kind of taken back by the whole shift and I don't think anybody really had a set plan or, or even a system of how to deal with something like this to happen yeah I mean it's kind of amazing because
1: again I'm a public health nurse and like there's nothing more predictable than a pandemic like it happens all the time throughout history like the black The bubonic plague um, in Europe, tuberculosis in the late 1800s in New York City, um, like, the flu in 1918. Like, there are so many pandemics. They happen always, you know, relatively frequently throughout uh, the civil human history, and it's amazing that modern society don't have like a plan because it is truly
0: predictable. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, and especially with the technology available it's it's funny i've been watching they're like well just keep in touch with your loved ones use all the technology we have and and just not necessarily forcing technology on us but they expect us to utilize it at all but they never gave us kind of an effective way
1: Right. well and i think that like you know i'm a media professor i love technology for what it is but it doesn't replace and can't replace real-life human interaction. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Facebook, Twitter, um, other social media like Instagram, they're great as a supplement to human interaction, but, you know, most media scholars will tell you if you live your life entirely online, it's not going to be as fulfilling as having a life with human beings in person. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you can't just live on World of Warcraft. You can't just live on Minecraft. Like, you have to have something else that you're world and not human connection so i think we're all you know whether it's online learning or whether it's uh you know con- communicating with your family members and friends on FaceTime or uh texting like all of that is pretty fast for real life human De- connection
0: definitely we're all kind of craving that
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, very much i think uh, everybody will want to hug when this is done and I hope people are um, at some point going to
0: start buying condoms because people are going to want to go out and do a lot of dating. I think <laughs> that's <want to> <laughs> So, um, on that note about how the community, I wanted to ask how your community um, has been affected. Like, what have you noticed? Because I know there are some necessary times where we need to step out. So, when we have to go to supplies or how you see people reacting during outings, what have you hmm. observed?
1: Yeah. um here in Northeast LA, where my girlfriend's sister lives, people are updating social distancing measures pretty well. Like, when we go out on walks in the evening, um, I've noticed that people will step into the street so they don't um, you know, get too close to each another as they're walking past each other. Um, it seems like the parks are pretty empty down here. There's not a lot of people driving around. Uh, But I did have to take my cat to the vet for an emergency on Monday, and I live in downtown LA, so my vet is in downtown LA as well. Mm -hmm. Down there, it was like a totally different scenario than up here in Los Angeles. So in downtown Los Angeles, obviously, there are a lot of unhoused people living down there, and it really struck me that without the business workers uh, on the street, there are just a lot of people who don't have anywhere to go. Um, who don't have homes to self I in, And it was really um, you know sad and alarming to think about as difficult as this has been for all of us who are lucky enough to have have homes. um how how awful and just confusing be for folks who don't have access to even a bed to sleep in at night, you know uh, i'm 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 very lucky and privileged um, you know, to be able to stay in this RV with my girlfriend at her sister's house. Uh, even though it's a little inconvenient, um, and I just feel, you know, so, I don't know, I just feel big emotions about all the people locally who don't have access to the same level of social distancing privilege that I have. So, it, so that's making me think pretty hard about a lot of public health systems that have failed and a lot of social safety nets that, uh, you know, don't really exist because, um, folks living in, in downtown LA are really, I, I think, feeling that.
0: Yeah, definitely, especially when we live in a place where you know we're overcrowded cities and all that. It's insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, so many folks are talking about uh, you know, how LA is lucky because we're um we have more space here than, for instance, New York City does. But uh, the downside to that is that with more space means less services and less networked public, and I think. Um, for folks who are elderly who maybe don't have living family members, uh, there's a lot of like not just social isolation going on, but like physical isolation, where these people may not be getting their
0: basic needs, you know, food, water, that kind of thing. Definitely, I agree. Yeah, yeah.
1: This program is sponsored by Rastaclat. Rastaclat is a bracelet company that focuses on those that inspire, do good for themselves, and do good for others. With a variety of colors, sizes, themes, and sports teams, there's a little something for everyone. Make your style statement by visiting their website at rastaclat.com, and don't forget to use our promo code CSUF twenty for twenty percent off your purchase.
0: Rastaclat. Seek the positive. Okay, well, to go on to our next segment of um, positivity. Oh, <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. yeah we're like let's look at the good stuff you know we wanted to ask um what you were doing to cope and if you're doing okay and basically uh, what you do to stay on stay busy and stay positive any hobbies yeah um i mean i think uh, as with everything right now i'm just doing it i know that
1: personally going to therapy is the best thing that i've done for myself in the last year so I've been continuing to um phone meetings with my therapist every week and you know honestly like he's a godsend I cannot uh sing the praises of therapists enough because they are really doing the good work right now they are fighting to good fight mm-hmm. uh, for their clients so I think I feel very lucky to be um, able to continue working with my therapist and uh, definitely going outside and going on walks. I know that we're not supposed to leave our neighborhoods right now. We're not even really supposed to drive around the other parts of the city or the county. Um, you know, just being able to go to the park down the street uh, has been, uh, I don't know, just amazing. I think a lot of us are realizing how much we take for granted on a daily basis for things are normal and personally, like the ability to drive around this crazy city and see different Um, sites and like go to the beach, go to the mountains and go on a hike, all of that is impossible right now and I'm really missing it. So uh, just trying to get outside and get some air every day um, has been the best I can do to approximate what I would normally like to do, which is be very outside um, and active. So that's been good. You know, I think that's a big risk right now is that people are practices. I think people who are in recovery or who are sober um, they are having a really difficult time right now. And I know that uh, in my own personal life, my girlfriend and I have been talking, and we're like, "Oh, like we're drinking a lot more beer right now than we normally would." You know, I of wine with dinner every night, so I'm normally we can not do that. So I think um there are healthy coping mechanisms like exercise, and there are lots of health. Points like drinking and we should all be watching ourselves uh, because it's I, not like it's not like if I'm getting drunk or anything like that uh, every night or anything so because um, it's that cocktail at five o'clock because happy hours like that's not the healthiest building uh, strategy so um am trying to keep an eye on that I think many of us are
0: yeah I agree I was just thinking of that just the other day because I also have been just casually having a drink and and even sometimes I don't even want to drink and I'm like wow I realized I was a social drinker (laughs) like it's not for me
1: yeah totally I think you know we're trying to some sort of semblance of normalcy in our lives and for a lot of us like going out for happy hour with our friends is part of a weekly routine Mm -hmm. and uh Doing that alone, um, feels a lot weirder than it does when you go out and, you know, have a drink or two with your uh friends, right? But exactly. we're still
0: doing that because of the habit. Yeah, me as well. I'm just like once I start feeling a buzz, I'm like, Okay, I'm buzzing, but for what?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Buzz for what? That's
0: <laughs> your <laughs> I guess I'll go to bed now. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Well and I just replaced another zone of like Um, A lot of people think alcohol helps uh, with sleep, but it actually does the exact opposite. Um, I did a dry January for the first time in my life, like as an adult, um, sister and my girlfriend and I both challenged each other to no drinking, and I said she works in a bar, and I'm someone who loves craft beer. and to not have any alcohol for a month, like, revolutionized my sleep habits. I was sleeping so well. So, you know, I think... I'm reminding myself of that now. Don't drink to go to sleep because that doesn't work. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Is that something you would recommend? Then maybe trying to take um a leave off of alcohol.
1: Well, I think definitely. Um, I just take my own advice here, and I know it's harder to actualize things than to talk about them. But um, there's tons of research out there that says alcohol actually reduces your immune system's ability to fight um against things like viruses and bacteria. So I think from just a plain physical health perspective, laying off foods is something that would be a very good thing right now. Um, again, are we all going to do that? Uh, realistically, no. But can we all be more mindful about the ways that we're using um, alcohol, or cannabis, or any other kind of drug-controlled substance? Yeah, certainly. I don't think that running from um, your feelings is probably the best tactic at the moment. I think leaning into them and really feeling them, even if they're unpleasant. Uh, is a much healthier um, coping strategy than rolling things out. And again, I just take my own advice
0: here. Mm-hmm. No, I get you. It's just something to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely, definitely.
0: And then, so I wanted to ask, what is something about yourself that you didn't expect to learn from this situation?
1: Huh. Um, well, I think I've learned some negative things about myself, which maybe isn't the happy ending that you're listening to on the podcast. But no, I get. I, I get
0: you. Me as well. Yeah,
1: like I'm really tied to routine, and I'm learning that alone time for me is really restorative in a way that um, I wasn't fully appreciative of. Uh, I live alone and alone and downtown, and I feel like I'm constantly surrounded by people, but I've realized throughout this quarantine, because I've been surrounded with my girlfriend and her family. Like, I really spend a good amount of time by myself, and I kind of like it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, as someone who uh, spends a great deal of time writing, and scripts, um, I really do need structured solo time in order to get into a groove with my thinking and my writing. So um, I guess it proves that those things are really important to me, and maybe I didn't fully totally appreciate that, because I'm a pretty social person, I like to chill out, I like the um, hanging out with my friends. I love birthday Like, I love going to work. And uh, I kind of thought I was an extrovert, but I'm learning. I'm not really extroverted
0: at all. <laughs> I yeah. need um, a lot of space. That's <laughs> one thing I've learned. <laughs> yeah, I, that's so funny. I've experienced the same thing myself. I feel like I'm always surrounded by people, but now that I am literally at all times surrounded by people, I'm like, wow, I need to be alone. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm. I'm really relieved to hear someone else say that because. I've been feeling so guilty, I think, about that emotion. Like, I'm so lucky to be healthy. I'm so lucky to be surrounded by um, people who can at least tolerate me. And at the same time, I just, like, really want to be in my own space right now. And I think that that's okay. I've been trying to tell myself that that's totally um, an acceptable place to be emotionally During a crisis situation, if you're someone who recharges by retreating into your, you know, kind of cozy little cave that you made for yourself, that's okay. And if you're someone who likes to be around people, I think you're probably having equally difficult time because you're not able to seek out that social energy that you normally
0: would want. Yeah, I feel like I'm battling both, especially that. Especially, I think it's because I we I think you as well, but have moved out and lived by yourself now and. I don't know, that was just, like, your time, like, even if it was just laying in bed, reading a book, or looking something up, like, it was just a part of it, and I feel like now that I'm with family, I feel like I've changed a little, and they're just like, oh, you're kind of grumpy, you're kind of, like, over here, and I'm like, I just kind of want to be, like, by myself, that's all.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, I just had that conversation with my uh, girlfriend this morning, she was like, what can I do to make, um, your life in quarantine more similar to your life in general, and I'm like, well, I get up in the morning at eat, and I really spent, like, four or three hours just, like, being on my own, not talking, not doing much of anything, frankly, but, like, talking on my day and what's going to happen in the next week and, like, what deadlines have I forgotten and, uh, you know, what do I need to get done? And without that quiet time to kind of, like, go through the, the week, it, I'm really having a hard time organizing, like, my thoughts. That you can really replicate without truly having solitude. So, I don't know. I mean, again, I think we're all uh, giving a little bit up. We're all probably gaining a lot in terms of um, perspective that we're getting on the world and perspective that we're getting on our own lives. And I think that's a good thing. But definitely, there are some growing pains here.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Even like time that we get to like drive by ourselves, I feel like alone time in the car was like something.
1: Totally. Oh my god, I just drove up to the park down the street before you um so well, because I think oh, I feel like I'm fifteen or sixteen again where I'm like sneaking out of my parents' house to go on a drive.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, those are the oh times we need. Now yeah. we wake up and somebody's already like hello and you're used to not talking to anyone for at least three hours before
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, we're we're spoiled, or at least I'm spoiled. Like, um I, I, I feel sort of because I've designed my life in such a way that you know, now in my mid thirties, I have a lot of autonomy, and um, I work really hard for that, so that's good. But during a situation like this, the true crisis, all of that sense of control goes away. Right? We don't have control over anything right mm-hmm. now. Um, for people like for people like me, I guess uh, that that's pretty difficult. So new challenge.
0: Yeah, they're definitely telling us what to do right now.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, that's the one between the governor and the mayor. Uh getting a lot of um day, right?
0: Yeah, it's funny. It's like, oh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, don't go out and see your friends. take are the allowed to <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to ask, um, how can Titan Radio help your at-home experience, just in the sense of what you would care to see from us, a student-run organization, do you with know the rest yeah, of
1: the Yeah, um, I think that Titan Radio is such a great one, and I'm so glad that California uh, has um, an active radio station because college radio is like a lifeline for so other people So I think. You know, uh, continuing with your general business programming is, is what I would be looking for as a listener. I think, like, upbeat music or, like, soul music, that puts you in a good mood. Like, I could this go for some Bob Murray right now, and I'm not a reggae fan, so that, you know, that kind of music that just puts a smile on the face and reminds people that work in it together is, is really what I'm looking for, and listening uh, to radio right now I'm a big um, national public radio and I constantly have gcrw on in my car which I'm not driving so much right now um but I really miss the, the routine of just having public radio on in my everyday uh, life so I think yeah keep keep up with the music and obviously when you can do mental health related content um that helps people at home That uh, an excellent, excellent,
0: excellent service to our community. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, Got to keep the good vibes flowing. Yes, exactly. With the music. Exactly. Lastly, on our last segment, we just want to ask um, what artists or music has been keeping you sane? Hmm,
1: I've been watching a uh, to a lot of real young. Um, again, I'm not with a big, really young fan, but for whatever reason, that's what I want to hear right now. Kurt um, I always feel like in crises, um, I want to look at the York. which is kind of weird, but when I lived in, in the glass where brought, um, it was really snowy, obviously, throughout the winter, and I have to stay home from school or from work for a week or so when there were the not snow storms, and New York was always like, obviously, that. So, it was kind of like a comfort food of me, for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely, that's awesome. definitely. And, like, and music is, like, beautiful. Cool. It really is. I think um, this is one thing that we learn from this pandemic, it would be how totally crucial artists and creators are um, in culture, right? Like, we really are relying on journalists, musicians, um, actors and actresses, uh, producers, DJs, like, those are the folks that are keeping us going right now. So mm-hmm. um kind of fun the
0: art. That's the that's the message of um fun. Yeah, I feel like they're really important to keep I don't know, morale up and it's like the only kind of content we're getting right For now. Sure. Um yeah, but you can't go
1: out to a concert and you can't go out to a bar. Um what do you do? You stay home and you listen to music and watch movies. I think that's what everybody's doing right now. So to those
0: people who uh, produce content in a, on my Yep. Alrighty, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your perspective and your input on things, taking the time out of your busy, busy <laughs> schedule. Alright,
1: well, it was great to talk to you and look forward to maybe seeing you in person sometimes <laughs> when we are not on campus.
0: Yeah, I hope so, too. Pretty soon, too. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: So stuff. all. too. Okay. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. This has been a production of Titan Internet Radio. Stay a while listening to the following program.
1: You so can put a match on your hair or you can just...
0: Hey, come on. Come on, those are spices. Okay, you know what? I'll be like... Oh.